no shock really that Frank Wright got let go by the Indianapolis Colts as their head coach. Uh, way the team was trending downward. Uh, just how inept that offense looked against the Patriots on uh, on, on Sunday. I, I had a feeling coming out of that game that this might be really, really bad for Frank Reich. Um, I don't know how much of his game you watched, Puma, but but Sam Ellinger looked, looked horrible. Like, he looked like a lost dog out there, and I think they, get, they did a kid a disservice. But that game came and went, and the next day... The, the shoe drops. Frank Wright gets fired, and we're all, you know, okay, well, now the search begins for a new head coach. Little did we know that Jim Ursay decided to take his crazy pills and decided to hire Jeff Saturday. Yes, that Jeff Saturday, the former center of the Colts, current ESPN broadcaster, former head coach of a high school team that went 3-7, and seven, I believe, uh, is now the interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And, I, I, and the way this is setting up, when I first saw the news, I thought, you know, Jim Ursay hired Jeff Saturday just to kind of keep the ship afloat, uh, really, you know, put the season... Uh, to bed, you know, basically tank the last few games and next year they'll go ahead and find a new head coach. No, it's not that. It seems like Jeff Saturday might be there for the long haul, which is kind of shocking to me. Yeah, and, and you know, Jay, we were we were talking offline, and me, me you, and uh, our boy Freddie. I mean, it wasn't even halftime of the Patriots game, and I messaged you guys and was like, you know, prior prior to this game, I had Frank Reich possibly being out of a job by, you know, at the end of the season, unless they ran the table in the AFC South and won that division with Ellinger or whoever else, Nick Foles at quarterback. But I mean, they were just so inept on offense. And I'm going to preface it. I'm going to emphasize that, I should say. It's the offensive side of the football that was the problem because the defensive side of the football kept Mac Jones in check for the majority of that game. It was Ellinger with the with you know like with a couple of interceptions and they couldn't get anything going on the ground. I mean they weren't even really using Ellinger's legs, which was kind of you know I was expecting to maybe keep this game competitive was him actually being able to run the football, basing on what we saw a couple of weeks ago with Justin Fields. And they were just so inept. But what, what kind of drove me nuts, and I'm going to disclose this for the, any of those that haven't noticed, I'm a big Frank Reich guy, so you can take whatever I'm saying with a grain of salt. If Frank Reich's going, Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, needs to go because they have done nothing uh, at the quarterback position pretty much ever since Andrew Luck retired. Uh, they they gave Brissett the, con- the contract extension kind of on paper just to solidify like, hey, he's our guy to fill in the shoes right now as a bridge, and we're going to get the quarterback of the future. And then that quarterback of the future became Phillip Rivers, and then that transformed into Carson Wentz, and they gave up a bunch of draft capital, and then that turned into the uh, albatross known as Matt Ryan right now with his guaranteed money still on the books. And somehow Chris Ballard is still going to have a job, uh, Jim Ursay said that uh, Ballard's job is uh, is intact. Uh, he's going to be the general manager moving forward. Granted, take that with a grain of salt because he said last week that Frank Reich's job was not in jeopardy at all. But to get to the point about Jeff Saturday, I'm happy Jeff Saturday got well, a job, well, actually, Jay. Kuma, let's hold off on that for one second because I do want to hit on that Chris Ballard point as well. Yeah. I think he, you're, you're spot on right, bro. Like, I think he's getting off scot-free here because – it's not just Matt Ryan that's the issue. Like, I understand Matt Ryan is not who he used to be. He's not 2016 Matt Ryan with his arm and Julio Jones in MVP season. That's fine. But there's a lot on that offensive side that that is, 
you know, not, not that great either, right? The offensive line seems to have gone old very quickly. On top of that, the receivers, like, I mean, they, they haven't drafted or produced a good receiver in such a long time. They had a good running back in John Till, who's obviously going through some injuries right now, but it wasn't just a an issue with Matt Ryan. There was a bigger issue on the offensive side where, you know, Ballard and his, his moves didn't allow for the replenishment of that offensive line and those skill players. Yeah, I mean, this is the highest paid offensive line in the NFL right now, and it seems like everyone got paid and they started getting lackadaisical. But a big problem is is the the, the blind side, the left tackle, because once Castano uh, retired, they did not fill that void. Like, that is where Ellinger has been getting killed. That is where Matt Ryan's been getting killed on this offensive line. Um, so there there is definitely a major gap for one of the highest paid offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, and, and and prime Josh Allen or prime Tom Brady or prime Dan Marino wouldn't be able to do jack shit behind that offensive line. That, that's, oh, a, that's a point we've got to make clear here is that, yes, obviously Sam Ellinger is not a good quarterback and Mike Ryan is way past his prime, but this is a bigger issue with that offensive line. And no matter who they put there next year, if they don't fix that off, offensive line this offseason, then it's not going to matter anyways. Jay, the the offensive line for the Bears looked like a stout offensive mm-hmm. line against the Patriots mm-hmm. compared to what the Colts rolled out there, uh, you know, ninety six hours ago. Well, Matt much. Judon basically like got into the MVP race or Defensive Player of the Year race with uh, Micah Parsons because of his um, performance against uh, that offensive line the other day. What do you have? Like four, five sacks? It was like four or five sacks. It was ridiculous. I stopped watching the third quarter because that game was it was over. You know, like mm-hmm. as bad as the Patriots were, I was like, this is way better than what's happening on the other side of the football. But um, it, but I yeah, mean, the to, Jeff, to the yeah, go ahead. The Jeff Saturday point. I mean, that's the one that really shocked all of us, right, Puma? I mean, because we thought like, hey man, like they're probably gonna ride it out and find some of the offseason, and then boom. Jim Mercy comes on there with a crazy rambling press conference, by the way. I don't know how much yeah. Mike and he. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was, you know, talking about sausage and what he knows that <laughs> it takes to be a successful NFL franchise. Jay, here's the thing. I don't I like Jeff Saturday as a person. I don't mind Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. But what drives me nuts is you bring in Jeff Saturday, who has, you know, like you mentioned at the top, he has no NFL experience. He's never called plays. His only coaching experience has been working uh, with the with the high school football academy, where he went three and seven. What makes him any different than, let's say, Reggie Wayne on the current coaching staff, who has never been a head coach in the NFL, or anyone else in that coaching staff that's been, you know, cutting their teeth? I mean, Mark Mark Spears, Marcus Spears of ESPN, brought up a great point of you know dan campbell has worked for how long on a coaching staff before he finally got his first bite at the apple for the detroit lions and you have jim ursay just dropping this guy out of nowhere to be a head coach like that that has to drive people insane like the raheem morris is the world the van josephs of the world the uh you know the uh Oh God, who was uh, who was the head coach of the Broncos last year? Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio's the mm-hmm. world. He he was a defensive coordinator for damn near thirty years mm-hmm. before he got his first bite of the apple. And Jeff Saturday's just dropped in there. Like if you're telling me Reggie Wayne couldn't have guaranteed the tank to get you know the Bryce Youngs of the world for the quarterback next year, well, that is just it. asinine to me. Let's call it one hundred Puma. We always do on this podcast. Yep. 
he's part of the good old boys network. Simple as that. This is true. Simple Talk as about that. it. Let's let's be real. Jeff Saturday and Jim Mercy probably go way back. I'm sure they break bread on the side. I'm sure they talk football. I'm sure that Jim Ursay probably feels comfortable voicing his opinions and what he wants out of his football team to Jeff Saturday. And I bet you because of that relationship they've had in the past, um, that is why, you know, he got that job. Because on its merits, like the, the coaching merits, Jeff Saturday shouldn't be a head coach in this league. He should be putting in three, four years. Like look at Wes Walker right now. Wes Walker is going to go down as a Hall of Fame wide receiver, right? With everything he's done. And he mm-hmm. has to, what, be a wide receiver coach in San Francisco last year? Wide receiver coach down in Miami this year? Like, it, th- he's putting his dudes in like so many other coordinators have. And this dude, like, just jumps the line. All those guys? I mean, we've got to call a spade a spade. And this is simply a... And, and the question that I got I, I to ask you is, how did they get around the Rooney Rule? Is it because it's an interim hire? Or is it because it's a mid-season that, hire? Like, how does... That what's is... happening there? That is exactly it. The Rooney rule does not apply ah. to interim hirings so, for the season. So I'm going to call it 100 here because I'm a Patriots fan, but the NFL needs to step in and stop this BS because this is not a second time this year that somebody or a team has skirted the Rooney rule. The first time being my New England Patriots, where Bill Belichick essentially has a no offensive coordinator on his staff. Um, uh, because he wanted to give the job to Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as assistants and whatever else you want to call it. Now, consultants, obviously, right? Yeah, consultants, senior analysts, whatever whatever crap title they have for, for both those guys. But the main reason why he does that is because, A, he doesn't have to go out there and have a hiring process. And in that hiring process, he would be forced to go through a ruining rule. And, B, obviously because the New York Giants and the Detroit Lions are cutting checks for both those guys, so that's part of it as well. But the NFL's got to figure out a way to, to you know, nip this in the butt and not have teams cut the ruining rule. Exactly. I mean, and to get back to real quick about cutting the teeth, like Mike McDaniel, you know, a.k.a. Mark Anthony Jr. down in South Florida – he he cut his teeth to the NFL, literally being the ball boy with Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle Shanahan, for the Denver Broncos. And he, he worked his way up to being the head coach of the Dolphins here. And I, I just I, – I don't get it, and I'm with you, Jay. I think if the Rooney rule should apply – to all facets of a coaching coaching hire, you know, if it's like an interim basis, if you're going to look to the outside, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, this this hiring here is just so it's so asinine. And to me, being a Dolphins fan, you know, who was hearing it, you know, in the off season about how the Dolphins were not only being investigated for tampering, but for essentially throwing games to get you know the higher draft pick, and you know, our boy Freddie in the chat. Uh, he was saying, you know, oh, the tank is guaranteed. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. You can't talk about a tank. That's going to take away the integrity of the game. You can't talk about tanking. They are not tanking. The Indianapolis Colts are absolutely trying to win. But to any layman, Jay, this is just Jim Ursay licking the stamp and sending the mail to Tanksville to get that number one draft pick. 